2: Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 83. I think this might be one of my favorite episodes that we've done in a long time. Um, Janine was a real surprise to me, not because I didn't know that she'd be great to interview. I've known her for a long time, and I've known that she is an advocate for mental health and for um, having raising kids that have mental health issues, autism, SPD, um all kinds of things that we talk about that she will explain but the more i listen to her and the more i talk to her the more i realized what a superhero mamas are with kids who struggle so hard with some of these um mental health and and disability challenges Janine is amazing. She herself suffers from uh, sensory processing disorder and that um, knowledge of her own shortcomings or not even shortcomings, but uh, challenges associated with it has allowed her to really be a very caring and understanding mother to her two boys. But listening to her talk about what her life is like and the things that they go through and and the things that they have to do to function on a daily basis just really embodies our whole idea of the Live Bravely campaign. Life dealt her something that some people would complain about all day. She handles it beautifully. She, I believe, is a handpicked mother for these two boys because she's just amazing If you are a mom to special needs children, you are going to love this interview, I believe, because she really brings forth the issues and challenges that most of us don't think about on a day-to-day basis. If you are not a special needs mom, you're going to love this interview because she makes it. So easy to understand in a completely non-complaining, non-judgmental, non-anything way other than this is our life and this is how we deal with it manner. She's amazing. Thank you so much, Janine, for sharing your story and your boy's story with us. I am so excited to participate in, in helping spread awareness about ADHD, autism, SPD, um, I don't even remember all the acronyms that we, um, ODD, just all kinds of stuff that we talked about and um, it's a real pleasure to know you and to have you as a special guest on our show. Hey boss ladies, I'm Alexa Bigwarf and I'm the founder of Cat Biggie Press and Write Publish Sell. I help women fulfill their book writing dreams through author coaching and publishing support. You can find out more at writepublishcell.co.
0: Hey y'all, I'm Aubrey Mathis, owner and founder of Today May Suck, a comfort gift company for your peeps going through the suckiest of times. I also help moms get off the couch and into some hills, create a biz they love and live a life unpinned. For more information visit aubreymathis.com.
2: Together, we bring you real talk from life-experienced women, celebrating, empowering and encouraging the woman behind the kids, the marriage and the business. We know that you don't have to be supermom to be a supermom, so join us and lose the cape. Welcome back to another episode of the Lose the Cape podcast where we interview busy modern moms and pick their brains for all their tools, strategies and survival tips. Um, We are happy to interview Janine Lebsack today, who is a busy special needs parent of two adorable sons. She also advocates for mental health and autism spectrum disorder. She's a proud hockey-loving Canadian who spends her spare time on hockey road trips, theater, reading, and writing. She's also in the process of writing her book, which she's determined to finish before her kids are driving. Thank you for being with us today, Janine
0: Yay, Thank you you're here. Me.
2: <laughs> yes, we had a little bit of technical difficulties getting here, but we survived. <laughs> yes, We're we made gonna it. We're just going to
0: put out a PSA. If you are on your mobile, on Zoom, take your phone case off. It helps. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was pretty wild. <laughs>
0: I think sometimes, because I have a phone case and I always have to take it off too, um, like the connection with the earbuds doesn't go all the way in because of the case.
2: Yes. Uh-huh. That's probably so. a very good... That's a life
1: hack. Yes. Right there.
2: (laughs) Hashtag life hack. (laughs) All right, Janine. So let's talk about you and your kids now. Um, Tell us about your boys. Are they both on the autism spectrum?
1: Uh, No, I have a 10-year-old son and he has ADHD, ODD, um, oppositional defiant disorder. And my youngest is turning six next month, holy, actually, sorry, it is March. <laughs> He's turning six this month, I got to plan a party. Um, <laughs> he was diagnosed uh, a year ago uh, with autism spectrum disorder. We also did genetic testing, um, my husband and I, with, with our youngest, and we found that he actually has a very rare genetic disorder. Um, it's called 16p11.2. deletion duplication syndrome
2: wow Wow. it it is
1: it is a mouthful and it's so rare that I can't even find any information regarding the duplication deletion of the 16th chromosome I can only find the deletion of the 16 p 11.2 or the duplication Huh. So, we, we will be meeting with a geneticist this month to really clear up a lot of that confusion because uh, essentially I've been left on my own since my doctor left her practice. I know. After giving us the results. So, um, it's, it's, been, it's been a journey. Uh, so, I, I will look forward to seeking some professional help uh-huh. in that aspect. Um, but I am finding out that due to the genetic um, syndrome that my son was born with, um, it makes him more susceptible to developing autism.
2: Okay. Wow. That's a lot to take in. It is quite a mouthful. (laughs) Well, just quite an emotional load as well. Yes. And now you mentioned your first son has ADHD, which I believe most of us are probably fairly familiar with, but what is ODD?
1: ODD is oppositional defiant disorder. Um, I've had some maybe not PC catchphrases for it, but it's uh, <laughs> it's when um, the brain wiring is literally telling the person that has the ODD uh, that they just can't not win an argument. That they hmm. have to get every last word out and every last thought. And it's usually um, comes tempered with a angry outburst. I do have uh, some hopeful um, feedback on that where I've met with a psychologist and, and the psychologist said, it's, it's not like a life sentence. It's, it's more behavioral, but the ADHD, that's
2: more brain wiring. Right. Does that off, Does ODD often paired with ADHD? Because my son is just like you just described and he is, yes. he is documented and medicated ADHD.
1: Yes. Uh, the psychologist that I, I worked with here in Alberta, he had told me generally ADHD and ODD come hand in hand.
0: Mm. If,
1: if there's not um, one diagnosis of the ADHD or the ODD, there will be like SPD or anxiety with the, like the sensory processing disorder.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And wow. it just becomes like a whole big bowl of alphabet soup. <laughs> right. Yes. At what age did you, was he diagnosed with this? He's uh, 10 now. Yes, I, my youngest was diagnosed with autism um,
1: in February of last year. And then my oldest the month after. <laughs> so literally a, a year
0: I so don't. with the ODD, I'm just curious because, you know, I would just say, well, my daughter's just going through a stage. She's yeah. just being temperamental. You know, my husband's still in that stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know what triggered you to go ahead and take him and maybe to see if something was underlying. Well, I, I'd, I'd always
1: suspected, um, something due to the sensory component, uh, Both myself and my sons both have sensory processing disorder that has been diagnosed by medical professionals. But unfortunately, it's not in the DSM-5, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Health. Um, So it's really not recognized Mm. (laughs) as, as an actual disorder. But let me tell you, if you're in our house for... A weekend,
2: you'll you'll know it's real. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us before you go on. Tell us a little bit about it, because I don't know anything about SPD. Okay,
1: um, SPD uh, was also um, a coined term called sensory integration disorder, or just sensory dis- disintegration. Um, it it does affect the the brain in terms of what type of um, sensory input that your central nervous system can pick up and then travel that message to your brain. With the SPD, it's like there's a traffic jam inside the brain where it's just not getting that message from the the CNS to the brain. Um, I have what's called uh, sensory um, avoidance and uh, as well as my oldest son, And that's when you have um, so much sensory input, you just can't take anymore. You're really more um, hyposensitive to it. And also, uh, my youngest, he has the sensory modulation disorder, which means that he is constantly seeking sensory input. He has that Mm -hmm. traffic jam in his brain where he just, let's say you slap your hand on the counter Instantly, the nerves, messages are traveling up your arm, messages going to your brain, and you're going, ouch, that hurt. But with my youngest, um, he would need to crash into a wall a few times in order to feel that impact. Wow. Um, I actually did a a blog post on it. Uh, It's now a defunct uh, website, but I essentially had described it as being a bucket of water. So for a sensory avoider like myself and Morgan, we have a bucket that is constantly filled with cups of water all day. And then by the end of the day, the bucket is so full, we cannot take another cup of water Mm -hmm. because it's just going to spill out. And usually that will involve um, a, a sensory meltdown. In terms of my youngest son, uh, he has a bucket of water that is constantly filled with cups of water, and then he dumps it over, and then he has to keep on refilling it and refilling it and refilling it. The key to... um, Sensory processing disorder, in my humble opinion, as the mum PhD, I do my <laughs> quotations there. Uh, I said, I, I haven't gone to school for neurology, but had I known 20 years ago, <laughs> that's, that's where I would be. <laughs> I would definitely be a neurologist. I, I study a lot. Um, but just in terms of the sensory processing disorder, life hacks that uh, I like to use myself and and also with my kids is uh, Self-regulation techniques. So something as simple as deep breathing um, Mm -hmm. Yoga Meditation. I mean, I can't always get my busy kids to do those (laughs) things regularly Um, But I also find deep pressure is is a wonderful uh, self-regulating tool my youngest, he likes to lay on the floor when I put the yoga mat down and I take the couch cushions and I make a sandwich out of them. Mm-hmm. And I just gently press on the, the the cushions until his body gets that sensory input that he's been craving. And then he can just mellow
2: out. <laughs> wow. That's really, I, I, I'm, my brain is going in so many directions right now with questions <laughs> because I mean, I have three Uh, the oldest is ADHD. And after you described ODD, that's something I want to look more into because it's constant with him. It doesn't matter what Mm -hmm. comes out of my mouth. It's constant rebuttal, 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 rebuttal. And I'm just like, Brayden, just stop rebuttal, rebuttal, rebuttal. (laughs) Like, and yeah. And usually he's angry and usually it's a, he's very emotional. But so one child like that, then thank God for my middle child who is just, easy. I imagine she's going to be hell on wheels as a teenager cuz she's just been too easy. And then my <laughs> little one who is just like her big brother. So, you know, I I have two of them that are constant energy drainers of of me as well and and like trying to figure it all out. It's so it's so overwhelming as a parent. Yes. So, yes. talk to us a little bit about what it's like to have children with these with these disorders and how it's, how it's changed your life, how it's, how you've had to build your life around it, I guess.
1: I will say the biggest change is, well, my therapist jokes around with me and says, you've become this walking dictionary of (laughs) medical knowledge. If if you want to find out what's in the DSM five, you talk to Jeanine. (laughs) Because if I haven't researched it, or, or had my kids um, assessed for it, or if I don't personally have it myself, um, then, I mean, that's, that's my mom PhD neurology mm-hmm. um, <laughs> at home degree. I will say uh, I have dealt with my sensory processing disorder all my life. Um, I was the type of kid that if the, the room was too loud and noisy and crowded, uh, I would react to my environment with avoiding. And I spent most of my time actually climbing trees so I could get away from the wow. commotion. And I joke around about this now, but we had an upright uh, piano when I was a kid. And my mom would actually just let me climb up there and, and she would serve me my lunch up there. <laughs> And I'd have my blanket and my pillow and I'd have the stereo and I, and I watch like Sesame Street, and Mr. Dress Up from up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's a Canadian entertainment <laughs> icon. Mr. And, Dress Up. <laughs> and she, she never, um, she never made me feel like I was wrong mm-hmm. or I was weird. Mm-hmm. Now I don't, always, I didn't always get that re- reaction in school. It would just be like, <laughs> what's like, What is wrong? Why? Why is Janine climbing on top of her desk? (laughs) She just wanted to get away. Um, A funny thing um, regarding my kids. I mean, without them knowing me in my childhood, uh, they tend to be those climbers as well.
2: Mm.
1: And when I would need to calm my kids down, I would have to like climb on the back of the couch to grab them. (laughs) Or he was climbing my large bookshelves, you know, Mm. and then jumping off onto the couch. (laughs) So I would have to say I've been really vigilant in terms of um, wound and ER room prevention. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And if, uh, if the environment is too noisy, too crowded, too busy, uh, my kids and I all react. Mm -hmm. But if I can get us to um, a zone where I can apply the deep pressure and I can make sure that I'm 10 steps ahead of whatever's coming my way. You, you become like, I would say a magician, right? You're just pulling things out of your magic hat, like that, you know, work mm-hmm. and the ones that don't work. Well, essentially I, I always got an electronic device that is charged and ready to go because <laughs> iPads, I mean, um, handheld electronic devices, it's a false sense of regulation. But when you're in a moment, like Mm -hmm. in a traffic jam, or you need in my case, a hockey arena, you know, that's very busy and bustling. And, um, it, it does allow that instant focus Mm -hmm. and it definitely does help. And other than that, we have, um, headphones that we all wear, (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm in a busy uh, mall. I I always put my my earbuds in um, just so I can concentrate on where I need to go and what I need to do, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: because the it's it's like I describe it. It's like you can see the noise coming at you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It just feels that intense, that powerful.
2: Wow. wow. Yeah. I How's that was, for
1: a tangent? Hey, right? No, no. I was just,
2: I was just absorbing everything that you were saying and thinking about, thinking about how I respond in really, um, in overstimulated environments, and how my daughter does too. And she like to the point where I couldn't. I had to take her off of the bus because it was so upsetting to her to be on a noisy bus with loud, obnoxious kids and mm-hmm. a loud bus driver. And you know, I didn't understand that because, but I mean, I also knew that I get really overstimulated as well. I thought maybe it was, I don't know. So anyway, now my son rides the bus home and I drive to school to pick her up and we wave <laughs> up my son on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as a parent, you do what works. Right, Absolutely. Exactly. But I wonder if there's something. I don't know. I don't know. I hate to like hear something and, uh, and try and auto diagnose my children with something, but it does make me wonder, like, could there be something else going on with her too? That's beyond just being shy. I totally believe that there is a genetic connection
1: and I'm finding a lot of the genetic research that I started to do within uh, the last year and a half. Um, really the answers are in the blood. Yeah. I mean, you can't, diagnosed SPD by a blood test, but you can definitely do a sensory profile, you know, with your pediatrician. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, uh, it was one thing that my former pediatrician told me when I said, well, I was that type of kid, you know, Mm -hmm. that was very busy, but I could become very immersed and introverted Mm -hmm. in, in my books. And, uh, I also had a will to argue at any length with anyone. Um, my dad always said I'd miss my calling as a lawyer, (laughs) (laughs) but I said, now I know why I'm like, well, I have ADHD, you know, partially diagnosed and, uh, I couldn't focus that long (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had to wait like 30 years down the road so I could study every angle of the brain Mm -hmm. (laughs) but what i've been finding in my my genetic research is that a lot of the disorders are hereditary Mm -hmm. and what my pediatrician had told me was adhd is more hereditary than heart disease oh wow and i said to her now that's something that i've never heard and i've never read but she said if you look at the statistics and, and you look at genetic profiles. If a parent has, you know, the ADHD, it's nine times out of 10, they're going to have a child with it. Mm. Wow. Yes. So essentially, I was born to get my point across and express myself. And then I gave birth to my oldest yeah. son, <laughs> who became like, my karmic debt in life <laughs> for all the arguing that I did
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> as a kid. Mm-hmm. So what type of um, advocacy uh, do you do for autism and mental health issues?
1: I actually belong to a organization called Autism Calgary here in Alberta, and they um, participate in um, uh, the World Light Up Autism Day, Mm -hmm. so World Autism Awareness. So I take part in that. Um, I was also very, very fortunate last week to go to an Autism Calgary event, and I got to meet Dr. Temple Grandin. And that was an amazing experience uh, because I'm always searching for success stories. You can really get bogged down as a parent when you're reading all of these diagnoses and all these disorders and with a lot of disorders come comorbidities. So that's other disorders to watch for in a main label. And it can really, um, it can really depress you to be honest and meeting her uh, just being the greatest success story of autism that I've ever read and personally getting a chance to meet her and buy one of her books and autograph it to my youngest son and just to ask her. She has
2: autism? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm not Um, not familiar with her.
1: Oh, she's a doctor of animal sciences. Uh, She's wrote um, many books um, on autism and, and also, um, on uh, veterinary sciences Uh, she invented this machine and it's called the squeeze machine so from her profiling uh, she has the autism um, asperger's as it as it was diagnosed back then now we don't even use the word in medical communities but i think there's still um, that component but um, what she also has is is sensory issues and she's more of an avoider like myself and she had known that she liked deep pressure but she didn't like to be hugged she didn't like mm-hmm. to be touched on the hand or the arm or or anything like that she just avoided that kind of contact so what she did to solve her problem was she invented her squeeze machine
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it would it would give her enough input sensory wise that she could get that deep pressure but it wouldn't be in close contact of of a person wow and it was really interesting cuz after her her speech she opened up the floor to questions and there was this um this this one person that had asked a question and said do you still use your squeeze machine and she said oh well my squeeze machine broke down like <laughs> Eight years ago, and I just haven't had the time to fix it. I'm too busy. And then she says, "Now I hug real people." <laughs> oh, and everyone was the collective. Like there was at least nine hundred people in the room, and we all went, "Ah," just like you, <laughs> you both did. <laughs> it, it was a really eye-opening moment mm-hmm. for me because um, I I love that deep pressure, and I. Do enjoy a good hug, but I don't like to be a jungle gym, right? Right, <laughs> you know, where, where my kids are like hanging off me like tree limbs. Um, mm-hmm. But it also made me feel a little less sensitive when I do want to hug my big boy, and he's all like, "Mom, mom, I'm, I'm good, I'm done." <laughs> like he calls it his his hug quotient for the week. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but then he'll surprise me, and he'll come out of nowhere and give me a hug while I'm, you know doing dishes or something. And yeah. and it's, it's a nice feeling. <laughs>
0: oh, great. Well, I haven't watched it yet, but the documentary life animated, I did watch a whole 60 minutes on it. Have you seen that yet? I haven't actually, but she did actually recommend that in, yeah. in her talk. It was very uh, interesting. Just the 60 minutes episode, um, how the dad, the little boy didn't talk for like two years and he finally mm-hmm. started relating Disney movies. And, the boy would speak the lines, but he mm. would speak them in a way that it made sense for that situation. Mm. Yes. It's really, it was, it's wow. very interesting. And I want to watch the whole documentary because now he's living, you know, a quote unquote normal life. I don't think mm-hmm. any of us ever live a normal life, but he is on his own and he mm-hmm. has a girlfriend or had a girlfriend. And it, wow. it was, it was really powerful.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, um, it, to to my knowledge, it, it's quite common um, when when you have someone that's nonverbal and then they start to speak, um, that they do what's called the uh, echoalia, yeah. which is a lot of the the pattern speaking, um, parroting. So you say, how are you today? And then person says, how are you today? And Mm -hmm. and it's the same words and it's the same um, inflection in in the tone of voice. And then there's also scripting. And when my youngest was three, um, he did the echoalia and then he started scripting to the movie Frozen. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd be like, good morning, Maddox. How are you today? How did you sleep? And he'd be like, do you want to build a snowman? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And I was just so happy that, that he had language and, and he was able to put, you know, sentences together. Um, I didn't, I didn't care if we were reenacting the movie frozen. Right. Yeah. You know, 25 times a day (laughs) 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 because it really
2: was a breakthrough for him. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, I appreciate you telling us, sharing all of your stories and all the personal information that you shared. I'm sure this would be beneficial for anyone who is going through it. I know it's always helpful to me to find other parents who are struggling with some of the same issues and ADHD. Mental health in general is a tough one because of the stigmas in societies and people still trying to tell you that it's not real and you shouldn't medicate your child and all that kind of stuff. So we got to band together. We got to band Absolutely. together. Absolutely. Well, where can people- losing the cape? That's right. <laughs> where can people find you if they want to get more information? Oh, uh, you can find me on my blog at
1: jsockblog.wordpress.com. I am in a process, a very slow process, to switching over to my own um, self-hosted website. So that will be happening in the next, uh, I'm hoping, two to three months. Uh, But I am not tech savvy, as as you know earlier. (laughs) Our tech difficulties. No, it was Janine in Canada's tech difficulties. (laughs) Um, All right, we made it. uh, But yes, yes, we did, and that That will be coming up, uh, you can also find me on Pinterest at uh pinterest.com slash jsm. I like to fall into that Pinterest hole and I have some boards for um, sensory kids and autism awareness and collaborate with other boards as well. so Great. I pin a lot of information mm-hmm. and also on um, ADHD and Odd and self regulation and yoga. Mm-hmm meditation and all those wonderful techniques that, that definitely help in a sensory household. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also find me on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash J I think that's the only place I have my name Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm like, I can't change it now because it's, it's, it's been in your book, (laughs) but that's okay. (laughs) I'm actually seeing a a trend now where a lot of um, freelance writers and, Blog like pages have gone from the catchphrase, you know, that works for a website to um, hosted by that right. actual writer's name. Um, right. So I started out anonymous as JSAC mom and now I've become semi <laughs> 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 anonymous. I think there's always that um, portion of protecting my children, mm-hmm. right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. But at the
1: same time, Who's gonna read your book if you just go by a uh, fun little name? <laughs> right. I
2: should say, who's gonna read my book if I don't have my real name? And it's a lot harder to promote it as an anonymous person. Yes, <laughs> a lot as, harder. <laughs> and as a, a write,
1: publish, edit with Cat yep. Biggie,
2: write, <laughs> publish, sell.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Write, publish, sell. Yes.
2: The edit portion is is in there. My right. apologies. Oh, no problem. Well, thank you very much for being with us today. And uh, yeah, oh, good luck welcome. with everything.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's 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 been a journey, but I do have an incredible husband that uh, has been there every step of the way. And although, you know, the brain wiring tends to make you feel and, and say things you don't, really mean I, I know at the heart of it um, my kids respond really well to just me loving them
0: mm. no
1: I think that's the best advice ever thank you <laughs> thank you very much ladies I had a wonderful time and uh, I can't wait to share this Yay. <laughs>
2: Thank you so much for spending your time with us today, especially as we interview these women in our Live Bravely series. Their stories are so inspirational, and I hope that you have found some inspiration in listening to Janine and her, I, I, her joy of living a, a situation that many of us would not know how to handle well. I know I wouldn't. If you want to um, get any of the information that we discussed about or check out the show notes, you can find that at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 83. We'd also really love it if you'd head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker and follow us, leave us some reviews, all kinds of things to help us build our audience so we can share these wonderful messages with even more mamas who need this information too, I believe. Thanks so much. Have a great day and lose the cape.